What's going on? You're listening to Pick 6. As always, I'm your host, Nolan Kangas, joined with David Crosby behind the glass, Jeff Wall, and a new guest, hopefully a regular, Bradshaw Furlong. Thanks for coming on the show, Bradshaw. Thank you guys for having me very much. Now, Bradshaw, you are a Patriots fan, which is obviously uh, <laughs> annoying to everyone else, but uh, you know we've talked a lot on the show about their defense, how special yeah. this defense has been all season long. And we remember before this Bills game, it was like allowing 36 yards per game on the ground, which is nuts. But the offense, they kind of struggled a little bit in that Bills game. Obviously, Buffalo's a pretty good defense. Do you think Brady's kind of showing the age a little bit, or do you just think it was, you know, in a tough stadium at New Era Field on the road against a good D? I think it was just honestly the good. De- it was a good defensive job by the Buffalo Bills. They've had a really solid defense for the past couple of years under mm-hmm. Sean McDermott. And just the way they play against Brady, they've always given him a little bit of problem. And, I mean, having a guy like Tredavious White on that team, he's yeah. just an absolute shutdown corner. He's one of my favorite guys to watch. Um, I think that they just presented a lot of problems to a lot of teams, not just the Patriots. So I think but I think you saw that in the games prior. They looked pretty good. So I think it's – I mean, obviously Brady's not the same guy he used to be. Yeah. He's not going to throw those deep balls to Josh Gordon or anybody. But, I mean, they still get by, and he's still super smart, obviously. So I think – it's just a, I think for me, anyway, it's just like a one-off performance. And I think we know the two top teams in the AFC, it's Chiefs, Pats, and the one thing that we kind of saw in that AFC championship last year was you know, it was just all offense, right? And the yeah. Chiefs couldn't stop anything. But this year looks a little bit different, right? That Pats D is really scary. Another thing I kind of wanted to touch on, obviously we know Jeff's team, the Bears. They've been terrible for years, obviously. They're getting a little <laughs> bit better now. But you're used to seeing them with their top ten picks, Roquan Smith and obviously Mitchell Trubisky, though we probably shouldn't have gone even in nope. the first round. Nope. What is it like for you watching the draft and kind of seeing the Pats always draft in that range from 28 to 32. Do you even get amped up for the draft knowing they're not getting that top guy off the board where, say, Jeff's always already, you know, awaiting that, or uh, David, you know, that Ezekiel Elliott draft where the Cowboys were in the top five? Well, I mean, it's also a little bit different because you're waiting that long, and mm-hmm. sometimes you wait just for them to trade out. And that's happened a few times where you're waiting, okay, here we go, pick 30. Oh, and they're, I'm waiting until day two now. So I mean, I, but I, I still get up for it because I do love the draft. I like seeing just getting the young players in and getting like new players on the team. And I, I always trust him to at least to trust Bill Belichick to draft well in the first round. You know, in the second, third round, you might get a random corner defensive back from somewhere you've never heard of and doesn't do too well. Uh, Tavon Wilson's one of those guys. Um, but I, I mean, it's, it's it's still interesting. I still love the draft. So I mean, yeah. waiting that long or waiting at, at the top, I. They did have the one top ten pick around then when they had Nate Solder, when they had the trade for um, Richard Seymour. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and they got Nate Solder with that one. So that was a little different for me, you know, sure. watching, uh, getting a guy that high. But, no, I still I still loved it. I still watching the draft, even though you're still waiting a little while. And you're still getting, like, those day two picks as well. Like, they just stockpile those picks. For sure. And, obviously, that was probably the most we've talked about the Patriots on this show, just because it annoys everyone. <laughs> but it annoys me, uh, too. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, so we talked about, like, obviously the run game with the Patriots and how dominant they've been on defense. Two teams in the AFC who have sucked running the ball and stopping the run. That game happened last night with the Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, guys, are, are the Bengals just really that bad? Like, what the hell happened last night? Boy, they're contenders for the worst team in the league, right? Watch out Miami, because they, they look bad on both sides of the ball. That was terrible. And I remember someone mentioned to me yesterday kind of talking about, obviously, Kirk Cousins. We'll get into that whole situation. They said, oh, you should trade for Andy Dalton. Not last night. <laughs> he was bad. He was God missing. fired. Wow. <laughs> Take it. Oh, my. And that offensive line is terrible, too. Like, I feel bad. 
Joe Mixon is, is a questionable human yeah. being, but can't feel too uh, bad for him. No, like that was awful. That was so bad. And the Steelers don't look good either. They were going the Wildcats, so many jet sweeps. James Conner only, I believe, forty-two yards on the ground as yeah. well. He did look good in the passing game, but Mason Rudolph. How many times did he, you know, test deep once no. or twice? The, the touchdown to Deontay Johnson might have been like one of his only shots deep. Yeah, it, it, like. Is this still just a two-team race in AFC North with uh, the Ravens and the Browns? One hundred percent. I think actually, in a lot of ways, both these two teams are like really contending for the worst team in the NFL right now. I think it's more likely going to be the Bengals, but I definitely like I me. Mean, I don't. We we talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago. Like, why would you trade your first-round pick when you just lost your quarterback for the year? Mm. And it just they they just look they, like they don't have any confidence in their offense or Mason Rudolph to really do anything. That's yeah. what I see. I think there was um, one bright takeaway from that game is to get James Conner going because he had been really bad all year, only 2.9 yards per carry, which is obviously ugly uh, for any running back. So I guess that's a bright spot for them. But let's you know move away from this game because it sucked. And it was two terrible teams. Crosby, how about that Sunday night? What happened to your boys? That was absolutely terrible. <laughs> I'm still trying to get over that right now. It, it, honestly, it was hard to watch. Uh, boy, where do I even start? Um, I mean, the last couple seasons, I was harping on Dak for not being able to hold on to the ball. And Sunday night, it wasn't him. It ended up being Jason Witten and Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> mm. uh, both fumbling. And not only fumbling, but both losing the fumble mm. as well. Uh, you know, that hurts. Elliott, he does have quite a few fumbles in his career, 13 in 44 games. Nothing to get worried about, uh, but it's not totally uncommon for him. Jason Witten, though, that was bad. eight in 15 years. I mean, the guy's already over his quota yeah. for the season. <laughs> you know, those were tough breaks, but on top of tough breaks, they couldn't get anything going. Like, Amari Cooper should have been targeted five, six more times. Mm -hmm. I know there was a couple push-off calls that he didn't like from the refs, but when you have a talent like that, and obviously Gallup and his injuries uh, the past little while, you have to feed him the ball, and they didn't do any of it. I was pulling my hair out. And I think you guys can touch on this, too. A lot of talk going into this year was, is the offense going to be fixed? David, you can finish this off here. Kellen Moore looked really good as an OC coming in, but you look at those first three games, Washington, awful. Like, I think they might be worse than Miami. Miami, who we just mentioned, is terrible in New York, and Dallas had nearly 475 yards of offense in all those games. Against New Orleans, 260. Is this offense, it was just kind of like, it wasn't legit, and now we're seeing what they really are? I think it's kind of what, you know, we've always kind of known about Dak. Like, you know, I mean, he, he found that guy in Amari Cooper that he can go to. That's his security blanket. That's the guy like, you know, Tom Brady to Julian Edelman or Wes Welker. Every quarterback needs that guy. But you really need more th than just uh, Amari Cooper to, to take down a really good defense like the Saints. I think the hope for the, for the Dallas Cowboys fans is that, this is a very good team. This is a team that's going to be in the contention still for, you know, an NFC championship. But I think we, you know, basically, you know, to steal a phrase, the, the Cowboys are what we thought they were, I think. And Dak Prescott is exactly who we, th who we thought he was. I don't know. I, I still, I, I don't know. Maybe I've just been buying into Dak because I have so many shares of him in different fantasies. <laughs> but I, I, I know. I, I, Dak's always been kind of underrated. I think people, like, have, have been on him so much that he's become underrated. Like I, I, to me at least, it was a tough game for him. But it wasn't just him; it was the whole offense was bad. Yeah, I think like Zeke couldn't get anything going. I think everybody struggled in in that game for sure on offense. There was some bad drops as well. So I mean, that's not going to help your confidence at all. I don't think I think you can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. Yes, I think I should make that clear. But 
At the same time, though, I think we saw sort of the limitations to that. Bradshaw, you're a keeper on this show. Thank you for saying <laughs> something positive about the Cowboys to get me out of that funk. But I think that's what made this game so frustrating is the Dallas defense showed up yeah. and they did their job. This is the first time the Sean Payton Saints won a game without scoring a touchdown. I mean, if your defense puts on that type of performance on the road, you got to score at least once. I think part of this does have to go on Dak. I think Kellen Moore maybe had his come-back-to-earth moment here. You know, he's not the chosen one any longer uh, in people's eyes. But, you know, I'm kind of right in the middle of all of you. I don't think this is a disaster. I think it was one bad week. There are some different things they can do, but... Oh, man, should I get back on the fire Jason Garrett train or no? Probably. Uh, I, I still don't think he's good at all. Crosby, are they still, you think, favorites in the uh, NFC East? I think they should be. They're the most complete team there. I think Zeke's going to take this one a little bit personally. He probably should catch a little heat uh, for not showing up this week. And, and I think when you lose the turnover battle like that and you lose two fumbles, you're a ball control team. You rely on your offense. You can't lose the turn- turnover battles on the road. They've got to clean that up. Speaking of fumbles, there's a guy who plays football in Minnesota, and he can't stop fumbling, and it drives me damn insane. Kirk Cousins, what the hell was that? You guys take the lead because my head's going to explode. Someone explain to me what is the next step for Minnesota. I think you. I'm pretty lost for words on that one. I really, honestly, don't know. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, this defense looks unreal. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying this with any bias. This defense looks unreal. I love how they just make a quarterback's life miserable. The way they collapse the pocket. It's Chicago's but, defense. Chicago's yeah. defense. Yes, absolutely. They're they're incredible. De- Khalil Mack. I mean, potential defensive player of the year. I mean, as he kind of always is. But man, you got it. Like protecting the ball is your number one job as a quarterback, whether it's interceptions or fumbles, and he really, like, that that does scare me for, for their playoff hopes. Yeah, I mean, I think, Nolan, you said it, that guy's a joke, trading for Will Greer from the Panthers. Yeah. You, might, you might as well. Like, I don't, I, there's just not many solutions, right? If you're not sold on Kirk Cousins, I mean, you gave him all that money, you kind of have to be, but... Like if you're not if you're not sold on him as a quarterback, I don't know what how you fix this. Like I don't think no there is a solution this year, personally. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, unless Gardner Minshew is a keeper and Nick Foles, you know, comes back in time for him to get moved by the trade deadline. I don't see where they can possibly upgrade on Cousins. He he is frustrating to watch, and we've been having this discussions for years. I saw a lot of him in the NFC East. You know, he's definitely not a great quarterback. But he is average and maybe even slightly above average. So to find a fix in season, I don't see it happening. And I think the other thing that you got to look at, too, is the team isn't confident in me. You heard, like, Adam Thielen the other day come out after the game saying you've got to be able to throw the ball. you got to be able to throw it deep. And to me, like, I'm playing a little bit of armchair psychology here, but that to me seems like he's not very confident in his quarterback. Yeah. And you wonder how many more people who aren't superstars that aren't getting interviews aren't as confident in Kirk Cousins. That's what's kind of, you know, hurting me the most is, you know, a guy like Thielen coming out and just blatantly saying, you know, he, you know, touched on Dalvin Cook being the best running back in football in his opinion and said, we can't do that every game. We need to hit the deep balls and we're just not doing that. It's almost turning into the NBA with all this drama. Stephon Diggs putting on Instagram, you know, weird emojis and saying, oh, my brother for life with Thielen. It's just so dramatic. I don't know what's going to happen And, and, you know. I do like the Will Greer situation because you may as well. I don't think he's going to play it down with the way Kyle Allen's playing. There's not too many other options out there. Ryan Tannehill, Tyler Taylor, maybe Cardale Jones. Like, I honestly do not know. But there's just so many situations 
where I, I watched one on the on the train getting over here. He drops back. Um, Kyle, Kyle Rudolph, who has less targets than C.J. Ham, which makes no sense to me, you know, stems up the corner and then runs it in wide open. Could have hit it. Diggs on a post. Could have hit it. Oh, he's going to do a check down to Alexander Madison. And, and I remember we talked about this last year too. Is you said Keenum is better than Cousins. I'm not going to go that far because Keenum's looked really bad. Yeah. But at least with the the way Keenum played in Minnesota, he could hit some of those guys, and he wasn't as scared in the pocket. That's what worries me the most. And that's the ticket, right? You gotta. There's two types of quarterbacks I think you can win with. It's a quarterback that makes the talent around him better, which is obviously the best case scenario. But you can also win with a quarterback who's lifted by the talent around him. Unfortunately, when you have a guy that gives the ball away like that and can hit open receivers for big gains, their talent isn't even able to lift the quarterback like Kirk Cousins. So, you know, I don't think necessarily Case Keenum is the answer, but if you can get a guy who doesn't lose the ball, doesn't turn it over, makes the smart read, they have enough talent on offense that I think they could get better as a group. Oh, absolutely. And we want to look at some numbers here. You know, I turn them down just... Kirk, obviously, 65% completion percentage, 735 yards. That's second lowest in quarterbacks who have played in all four games. Three touchdowns. He has three touchdowns. That's tied for last amongst you know, quarterbacks who have only played four games. 184 yards per game is absolutely pathetic. Shoot me in the face. That's that bad. <laughs> and, and the thing is, Thielen, 13 catches. Diggs, 13 catches. 18 running backs have more receptions. Naheem Hines and Rex Burkhead are backups. They have more catches. Are you kidding me? I, it, it drives me insane. And the thing is, they are a really good team. It's the quarterback that's holding them back. And, it, you know, included with New England, Dallas, Tennessee, uh, Minnesota, Green Bay, San Fran, and the Chargers. They're one of six teams to score more than 20 and allow less than 20. I think that kind of puts you in a category where your defense is really good. It's just a bit of the offense, which they rank 31st in. I believe they're 35th, uh, 31st in passing yards per game, 25th. In yards per game. I was about to say, not bad company, six quality teams, and then I realized I skipped over Tennessee and <laughs> almost threw up in my mouth there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they played well, and we're going to touch on that because uh, someone in Tennessee played, uh, they're definitely my loser, and I, I can't even stand the bet on them anymore. But, uh, guys, is this Kurt's last chance in Minnesota if they miss the playoffs? He gone. Wow. That's nuts. I think I think so too. I just think he he just hasn't melded well with the guys around. Like the like this this Minnesota team to me has a very short window with like the amount of cap room that they're that they're gonna have. Like the age of, of certain players, like Thielen, you know, getting up there in age. But like I I just don't think he's clicked, and I think you really got to move on from him sooner rather than later and find a quarterback, a good quarterback when they're available, and they haven't done that. Yeah, I don't want to like just echo everyone here, but yeah, it has to, this has to be his last chance. Like, if he, if he doesn't get it done now, like, you, you've committed so much money to him, you have to cut bait at some point. You don't want to just keep doubling down on the same problem. And I, I think it, the tough thing is, is it, it's just who else are you going to get in, you know, free agency if you cut him, right? You don't, you have to stick to the draft. This team's defense is that good and run game is that good. They're basically an 8-8 eight and eight team. Tua's gone. Herbert's gone at that point. It, it's just the next step is going to be so bizarre. But... There's anyway. always next year, buddy. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, well, that makes me feel a lot better, Crosby. Well, let's talk about some winners, which might uh, make us feel a little bit uh, better. Bradshaw, who was a winner for you in Week Four? I think the Cleveland Browns. Like mm. after a couple, after a tough start to the year, you go in on the road and beat your biggest division rival. 
like going for like that you're going to probably be at the end of the year for for the division. I would say that like they'd be the biggest. They looked really impressive, especially Nick Chubb. Obviously, yeah. he looked incredible, and like that's a good like that's a good Ravens defense. Okay. I know obviously they're missing Brandon Williams, who's a big part of their defense, but he put he, they looked really good. And I like, I'm, I'm I was on the Ravens bandwagon to start the year with Lamar Jackson. and Everything I yeah. still am. I still love Lamar, but. I think I think it's still the right thing right now. It's the Browns' division, especially holding Odell Beckham to two catches, twenty yards, yeah. holding him in check, and uh, Jarvis Landry stepped up. So that kind of shows that hey, that tandem there, and if yeah. Nick Chubb's running the ball down their throat the whole entire time, I think they're back. I, I really do think they're back. Jeff, give me a winner. I would have said the Browns uh, or Nick Chubb, but you know I'll go with Sean Payton because, like Crosby mm-hmm. said, first game he's ever won without scoring a touchdown. That says a lot about who he is as a coach. And, you know, like we said, like, this is still, talent-wise, a great Dallas Cowboys team. You, like, talent is talent, and especially their defense, to me, performed pretty well. I think that was, a, like, a really good nod to Sean Payton. Yes, thanks, buddy. The, uh, the condolences here, yeah. the condolence <laughs> prizes are really, really nice. Uh, I'm going to go with Jay Gruden, speaking of condolences. Uh, he gets to say, I told you so, that Dwayne Haskins wasn't ready to play. Oh. You know, if he gets fired or not, which he should I think, be. honestly, <laughs> he's going to get fired here, I think he'll get another job quickly, okay? Hear me what? out here. Hear me out. He actually may have made these Washington teams overachieve in his career there, considering the lack of talent that they had. That's... I, I would, I would, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. Uh, well, I, I love their front seven, and they've had a decent offensive line. Getting Brandon Scherf, and uh, obviously Trent Williams isn't doing much for them right now. He, he wants out of there. You have a point, but still, what he's done this year is just awful. But if your best unit, if your go-to is your offensive line, which okay, let's scratch, you know, yeah. this year because their best player obviously isn't playing. You haven't had the running back or the quarterback or the receivers to take yeah. advantage of that good offensive line. So that's basically useless. And you know, the front seven is good, but they've never been a great defensive unit. They've never been a lead at anything. And the fact that they came close to making the playoffs a couple times, like who's their be- who has been his best quarterback? Case Keenum? No. RG3, baby. <laughs> well, I guess, oh, I guess he wasn't there, but that's been the best Redskins. No, Keenum's not his Alex Are you Smith. Sure? Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Alex Smith for the first little bit, yeah. Yeah, how long did he play, though? I, I don't know. That was Boone's fault, though. That's a Redskins I actually, problem. Uh, honestly, it might be Colt McCoy. Hey. Oh. I, I swear to God, I swear to God, I feel like they get around him a little bit and just kind of, uh... I mean, it's like Jay Gruden is on America's Next Top Chef and he gets, like, craft <laughs> dinner and, like, spoiled fish and they're like, okay, you're up, go ahead. You know, the, the, what's he going to do with Kraft? He's got nothing. He's got absolutely nothing. Hey, 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 I like Kraft dinner. Okay? What, I, what I will say is Washington might have the worst free agent signings in the history of football. <laughs> Albert Hainsworth, terrible. Josh Norman, terrible. Do you remember Terrell Pryor? They thought he was going to yeah, be a was, stud. That was, that was good. He was really bad. And Landon Collins, everyone's been hating on him this year. He hasn't really shown anything. And glad he got out of New York, right? Because I know a couple of Skins fans, and they are ripping him apart right now. They can't handle it. It's... It's bizarre. Maybe it's the front office. So maybe you're right. Maybe Gruden will get another job. Um, my winner is uh, AFC South underdogs. Jacksonville in Tennessee. First of all, Jacksonville going on the road with Gardner Mishnu against 
a Denver defense that everyone thought was supposed to be good with Vic Fangio coming over, they've sucked. Like, to put it, like, so bleak, they have sucked. Their run D is terrible. Like, it is that. Leonard Fournette, and I, I've hated on him for a good year now, and he goes, like, over 200 yards? Are you kidding me? Like, I think Vaughn, like, how many sacks did they have this year? They have uh, one now because I think Vaughn got one. Vaughn, Vaughn got one. Chubb or Vaughn got two. Has two and Chubb has one. And Chubb's, whole, Chubb's done now. Yeah, yeah, he's done now. Yeah. But, he, but he got. But he. But he did yeah. get. A, he got. He yeah. has like one sack. If you're saying yeah. like overall, yeah. I think they have about eight sacks in total. No, I think it's last. They had maybe zero maybe after last week. There's no way they had eight sacks this past week. Oh, we're, we're, uh, we'll look that up. I'll get back to you. Okay. Thanks, stats man. Um, <laughs> But obviously, Gardner Mason going on the road. And they score late in the game, and they go and drive down the field, and Josh Lambeau hits a field goal game. like Into the wind, too. I know. Crazy wind. That, and Denver looks bad. And now Bradley Chubb, probably your best young defensive player. He's out for the year. It's Tank City for them. And Tennessee, and Crosby's mentioned how they're like the Jekyll and Hyde of football. Oh, yeah. so you're either going to get a Mariota who lights it up, or he plays. And remember that game against Jacksonville, where he is terrible. And the OC does no idea what he's doing. And that, that leads into my my next loser, which I'll get started off in a second. But Tennessee looked really good there, and, and it's it's going to be weird because they're again they're going to be in that yeah. wild card hunt every single year, and they never really get that top pick, which you know it hasn't been since 2015 when they got uh, Marcus Mariota. But they're always right there at 16, 17. Uh, but I'll get us started with a loser, and it was the Atlanta Falcons. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> this is such a good offense, too. Like, obviously, Dante Freeman hasn't played uh, as well as you'd hope. They have Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, and I picked them to be MVP, and obviously that's a stupid pick now. But how do you know? Oh, my God. Especially with New Orleans yeah. without their quarterback. And you have Carolina without their quarterback. In Tampa Bay, whose quarterback we thought wasn't good at all in this secondary, which is absolutely terrible, and they're last in the division? That makes no sense to me. Like, I, I think Dan Quinn's gone after this year. If they miss the postseason again, like, how do you do that? If it looks like a dog and it smells like a dog, <laughs> like, maybe it's a dog, man. Maybe this team is just <laughs> not as good as we thought it was at the start of the season. How much more proof do we need? It just doesn't make sense. Like, how? How do you have like, one of the best receivers in football, an MVP quarterback, and he's not hurt? Like, he, like he's throwing 55 times a game for almost 400 yards, and he loses the Titans? Like, ah, oh, God, it just drives me nuts. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I always, every week I go in there thinking, like, oh, they'll put it around. <laughs> they'll do it. No, they just, I, I can't believe it every single time. And, and it just, even throughout the time of, like, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, yeah. it's always been, like, like, you have these weird years where they just suck, and there's no explanation for it. And they played well against the Eagles. Uh, you know, I played pigskin pick'em where you have to pick who's going to win each game. I might not just select one for that game. That like, because either I'm going to pick the team that loses, or I'm going to pick the Falcons, and I'm going to like, just awful. Give me a loser. Losers definitely the Denver Broncos for yeah. me. I mean, just like losing their best pass rusher. Uh, they just look. God awful. They look terrible. They look lifeless. There's, it's weird. There are so many bad teams this year in the NFL. It's hard to pick who's the worst. But man, Denver Broncos just look. They, they got no hope. They, they got they got like they got Gardner Minshew to, to run a comeback on them like that. I just I can't believe it. it, it they just they look they look terrible. They might even trade Von Miller. There's rumors about that. Oh no. Eh? So and so, Chris Harris and, and yeah, Derek so, Wolf. Yeah. I mean, there's potential to lose all their talent this coming year. So you know, like what I will say is they are the worst team with the best talent. Like, like, 
Joe Flacco, he's probably a mediocre quarterback. He might be worse than that, but you're supposed to have a pretty good run game. Emmanuel Sanders, you had Cortland Sutton, who's supposed to be a stud. Noah Fan actually kind of had a couple good moments, and that D is supposed to be special, and they are bad. They're just not very good. Oh, hey, Nolan, that. you know who can throw deep? Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> are you interested? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't give you the cue to start going, Bradshaw, give me a loser. Can I go to the Colts? You can go to the Colts. They, like, they, should, like, they came into that game 2-1. and one. You're at home against the yeah. Raiders, who I, I personally don't really like at all. Mm. Maybe they're a bit better than I think they are. They're now 2-2 two and two as well. And they took the Chargers to overtime in their first game, the Colts. Yeah. You had a chance to really take a hold of that division or like keep up with the Texans or pass the Texans. Yeah. The Texans are 2-2 two two now, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. You had a chance to stay at the lead in the division, and you just lay an egg at home against the Raiders. But that still looked good. Brissett looked pretty good. He's easily in touchdowns. Yeah, three touchdowns, one pick yesterday. He's looked pretty good. But I, how do you lose the Raiders at home? Yeah. You, you need that win. You, like, you have to win that game. I, I completely agree with you. I, I would have picked the Colts in that game, too. And I, I hate the Raiders. I just don't think they're yeah. good at all. I don't think Gruden's good at all. And you're right. They would have had a home on the, on the division. That's such a wonky division. Yeah, right? Everyone's 2-2. Two two. You don't know which you know, Titans team you're going to get. Obviously, now we don't know which Colts team we're going to get. And Houston, too. Losing to Carolina? Crazy. Yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's been the weirdest division for however long now and, like, since Peyton Manning it's, left. It's almost like the polar opposite of the NFC North, where, like, you've got a couple of solid teams, but, like, but like you pretty much know what you're getting. Yeah. Until the Green Bay Packers lost on Thursday night, they hadn't yeah. lost to anybody outside of the NFC, NFC North. I saw that, yeah. So that is, that's insane. And then you got, like, the, the AFC South, which just – I have no idea who's showing up every week. No idea. It's brutal. I think the Texans are, are going to turn it around. I think they're still going to rise to the top of that division. You know, we've talked about their run game, how we don't exactly love the way uh, they're using them. I don't know if Duke Johnson's the answer, but I'd sure like to see a little bit more of him. Um, I still think they're getting rid of the loss of Jadavian Clowney, and, and that defense mm. will probably get better as the year goes on. I still think they're the class there. Let me hit you with my loser. Okay, here. yeah. The Miami Dolphins, and it's not for the reasons you think either, because they did get a loss, which in their world is actually a win, moves them closer to that number one overall pick, but a couple terrible teams, Washington, one of them, Cincinnati, another, kind of showed up as competition for that first overall pick this Mm. year, and one more thing, the Steelers. Managing to get that win against Cincinnati, if the Steelers lost and started 0-4, Oh, man, that pick would have started to look really good. It's in danger now of falling outside of the top ten, just based on how hard the Steelers' schedule has been so far. I think Miami's going to still get it regardless. Cause I, even if, if there's competition in Week 17 with them and the Bengals or the Redskins, who's getting the first, they will throw out <laughs> a defensive lineman to play quarterback. They'll, they'll the, do anything. I guess the way I'm looking at it is Andy Dalton – versus Dwayne Haskins, yeah. versus Josh Rosen. Like, it, who knows who's going to lose that, man? They're all bad. I will stay on the, the Rosen. I was about to say, I'm, I feel so bad for Josh I, Rosen. I do. I, I love Josh Rosen. I think he's really talented. It's just, I, I, there was the one, I, who was it against? Maybe it was against Dallas, and there was like five or six throws that hit the receiver in the hands or hit him in the head, and they dropped it. Are you kidding? It's bad stuff, but you know what's been really bad stuff is the run game so far for the Los Angeles Rams. After Thursday night, Rams-Seahawks, is Todd Gurley a top-five running back in football anymore, guys? I I think he can be. I think he can be, but 
it definitely isn't looking good. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I, yeah, I got a place in my heart for, for Todd Gurley. I really, I really appreciate what he's gone through, all the injuries and stuff like yeah. that. I, I, I think he can still be an elite running back. Even, even with those injuries, because that's why he's getting limited. Yeah, I, 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 I believe in him. I, I trust in him. Can, he can be, but is he right now? Yes. I think there are you think there are five running backs better than Todd Gurley right now. No. I no? can't I can't really think Delvin of it. Delvin Cook right now is better than Todd Gurley. No. You have, oh you're speaking of, of like like stats, okay sure. But if you're talking about like pure talent, I think Todd Gurley has more talent. Well, pure talent than yeah. Then okay. yeah, of course. That's how I that's how I would that's how I would look at it. All right, Bradshaw, you're in the playoffs. One game, are you taking Dog, Todd Gurley or Dalvin Cook as your back? Dalvin Cook, right now, Dalvin Cook. This year, Dalvin Cook. Because I, I just can't. I don't know if Todd Gurley's healthy enough. Like I don't know. Like I, obviously, he's shown he's like he's still healthy, but it, I just I don't trust him. And I love Todd Gurley. I'm like Jeff. I'm a sensitive guy. You know, <laughs> my heart's out on this one for Todd Gurley. I think he is still a top five back, and here's why. Okay, I'm not sure how long it's going to last. But look at what Kawhi Leonard did for the Toronto Raptors <laughs> and his load management. This is exactly the same plan. Like, we saw what a dominant regular season Gurley could have last year. And they could probably get two, three, maybe four more of those out of him. But why bother? Where does that get him? Have him at 100% in the playoffs when it matters and when you need him. And I still think he can be a top five back. Talking about my heart going out. I'm an old man with arthritis. I gotta believe that arthritic knees don't just put you on the shelf and you're out to pasture. No, this guy's gonna be fine. We're overreacting. He's just going easy into the season. Okay, and I understand what you're saying about giving him rest because that was my next question. Do we think they're you know yeah. they're just letting him rest? And I think that is the situation. But you have San Francisco's three and zero in your division, and you have the Seahawks who are three and one and always you know perform well in big games, especially at home. It, it isn't a walk into the playoffs where they're going to get the bye. They need Gurley to be successful because we just saw in that game to the Buccaneers, which was, first of all, super high. That was a college score, which is fun. But you can't have Jameis Winston and the Bucks putting up 55 on you, and you can't rely on Goff that much in those games. We saw what happened, right? Four turnovers. I, I, I don't think he's a top five back. I, the talent could be there. And when he's you know getting every single touch, when he's getting every single in, every single target, it does look like that. Their offensive line is one of the worst in football right now, which is really hard to understand because obviously Andrew Whitworth is a talented guy, and uh, you think McVeigh could you know this guy's supposed to be a mastermind. You think he could work around that? Is L.A. going to win that division? Yes, really. Yeah, still. I, I still believe in the Rams. Yeah. I think that defensive performance is a bit of an outlier. I still think they have a really talented defense. I think they still have a really good defense. Mm. It's just kind of working through some things on offense with Todd Gurley not getting as many touches. Yeah. You'll have to hope Malcolm Brown can perform a little bit better. And it's just Jared Goff needs to step up. I, I love Jared Goff, but he played like at least the start of that game against the Bucks. He was so bad. He was really bad, and he like he just mm. needs to start getting like, getting Cooper Cup helped him a little bit. But I think he needs to be. I just he just needs to be a bit better. And I, I think they'll be fine. I agree. I think it, I think it's the Rams' division to lose. I still think they're the best of those teams. I'd take Seattle second. Uh, I don't believe in San Francisco Fair. quite yet. I need to see more from Jimmy G. But just overall, I think the Rams are a more complete team. I, I think so, but it's just their defense 
Maybe it's just an outlier, but again, at home, maybe it's a Bruce Arians effect, and Bruce Arians has really uh, spoken to Winston and got him to limit the turnovers, but Godwin looks like a stud, and obviously we know what Mike Evans can do. If they get their run game around, and can we talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best run defense in football right now. It's not the Bears, it's not the Bears, it's the Bucks. Like, like if you've checked without Gerald McCoy, yeah, and the Dominican Sue filling in for them, yeah. right? It's Sue... Barrett coming out of nowhere. It's incredible. And obviously Levante David uh, hasn't been what he used to be, but he's still a talented guy. And they've limited uh, Christian McCaffrey, Barkley, Gurley, and obviously the run-by committee, uh, San Francisco 49ers, and basically shut them all down. Yeah. That That is crazy to me. And maybe I'm just you know really high on the Bucks right now, and it makes no sense. The Bucks should trade for Jalen Ramsey. I'm serious, man. I, Crosby, I'm serious. Their secondary sucks. Their secondary is the second worst in football. If you get a, a lockdown corner and a pair with Vernon Hargraves, that's sick. Yeah, but the problem is, didn't the Ravens already offer a first-round pick plus? Like, do you, if you're Tampa Bay, are you really going to risk giving up that first-round pick? Like, who who knows where they're going to end up when they have Jameis back there? Hey, and you know what I will say is, first of all, maybe Bruce Arians just hates tight ends. They don't need O.J. Howard anymore. Stick with Cameron Bray. Get rid of O.J. Howard and a first and maybe a third. Send it to Jacksonville. They'll be laughing. Are you kidding? That's another target for Mishnu. I, I don't know. That just doesn't seem to me like a rational move that they would make in the first year of a new coach's tenure. I mean, I don't know. If you could trade Jameis... And get something back. I'm all for that because I don't think he's the long-term guy there. But trading your first—that—that's a no-go for me. But but like Bruce Arians says, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. And maybe maybe that's what he might do. Boy, I had, that I, is a great point. I, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's all he does. That's all he knows how to do. So I mean, I could see. I I, I, I mean, I love Bruce Arians for that. I mean, who, who's a more fun coach than that guy? Definitely, yeah, definitely not Mike Zimmer. He's been an angry guy recently. <laughs> but uh, we talked about Todd Gurley's struggles. Someone else is, we, you know, regarded as probably the best player in football is Aaron Donald, and he's struggled a little bit this year. One sack, are the you know offensive lines and you know offensive coaches just throwing different looks at him and double teaming him and then getting a running back to chip him as well? Why has he been slowed down so much? I couldn't honestly put my finger on it to be honest with you. I mean, obviously. It seems as though sometimes like there's no harder work guy, harder working guy in the off season mm-hmm. than Aaron Donald. It's always just shredded. I've never seen a defensive lineman <laughs> yeah. so shredded in my life. But uh, I do, I do think that people just know they they know what he can do. They saw yeah. what what happened against an MVP level quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. He still couldn't avoid uh, uh, like Aaron Donald causing like havoc, wreaking havoc yeah. in that in, in that game. So I think everybody just knows exactly that he's coming. They're moving they're they're moving the quarterback away from him. I, I think it's just a matter of, like, the number one thing that on that defense, that, who's the game wrecker, it's not Marcus Peters, it's no one else, it's Aaron Donald. That's probably what what NFL teams are thinking. And the thing is, too, they lost in Dominican Sue, so there's no other guy uh, maybe that's true, coming from the other side to really help. That's what I was going to say, too, is that they need, he, it can't just be Aaron Donald. He needs guys to take the pressure off him as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. He's getting triple teamed. They need to elude that. Other team, the other team needs to be worried about somebody else. And I, right now they're just not. Yeah, maybe that guy to step up has to be Dante Fowler Jr. or something along the lines of that. But um, I, I, I just wanted to say I think those numbers sometimes can can trick you a little yep. bit. I think they're running away from Donald a lot more, the offensive coordinators. Yep. I, I do think there is a little bit more help blocks, little chips from tight ends off the line, things like that, just to slow them up a little bit. The Rams currently lead the NFL 
impression rate at 37.6%. So, you know, sacks for me aren't everything. It's quarterback pressures that really matter, and I think he's still getting that job done. Yeah, and I guess it uh, speaks about last year, too. I don't believe he had a sack in the first four games, and obviously we uh, saw what happened. Ends up winning his second straight defensive player of the year. But, guys, let's make our picks for uh, Thursday night, Rams or Seahawks. Uh, David, getting started, who do you got? Absolutely. I couldn't wait to do this one. Zeke gets the Green Bay run defense, which you couldn't stop making fun of all last week here. And, uh, wait, wait, wait. Not, no, not, not studs. Oh, I was too excited. <laughs> I, I, I did that last week, too. Uh, no, Ram Seahawks. Who do you got? Sam, well, I'm not nearly excited. I know. I'm still ready for uh, it. I know. Sam. Okay, well, I'm going to take the Rams for sure. Like, oh. I, like I said earlier in our last segment, I do think they're the better overall team. You do have to be a little bit afraid of Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Yeah. I think consistently every year they've shown they can upset better teams talent-wise, but I think the Rams bounce back this week. Bradshaw? Definitely agree. I think the Rams bounce back. They got embarrassed. Same here. Yeah, I think wow. motivation. And I just think that this is their division. I mean, the, this, the San Francisco 49ers record is the most pad record, I think, in football. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. They beat, they, they beat Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Andy Dalton still – or excuse me, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo struggled against almost every single team. So – I, don't, I, I think this, this is the Rams' comeback right here. Okay, I could make it a grand salami, but I might just take uh, Russell Wilson at uh, home. I, I just I love the short quarterback situation. He's a talented guy. Uh, they've been playing a little bit better, but uh, I think that's a tough one to go into Seattle and beat them, and especially on Thursday night, a short week. I'll take Seattle. But Crosby, you are so excited for, so our, for, yeah, give it to him. for our best segment. Give me a stud. Forget feed Zeke. Feed me, boy. I want to get on this. All right, Zeke, like I was saying, gets that terrible Green Bay uh, defense, and he's been hearing probably for the, the couple days leading up to this game about how terribly he played against New Orleans. Yeah. The coaches are going to want to feed him the ball as much as possible and reestablish that run game. I think he's going to knock it out of the park this week. Love that pick, and uh, of course, you know, I hate the Green Bay run D, and they were awful against the Eagles. Bradshaw, give me a stud. He had a huge game last week, and I love him for it because it helped me a lot, and mm. I think he's going to have another one this week. I love Chris Godwin this week. Nice. Chris Godwin against the New Orleans Saints. Lattimore is going to be on Mike Evans. Yeah. Frees up everything for Chris Godwin, and I think Jameis trusts Chris Godwin a lot. Yeah. I think he's going to have a huge week. Is that in the dome, too? I believe it is. Wow, hey, that helps Jameis. And remember, one of the last times Jameis was in the Dome, he did the weird W finger licking thing. Gotta eat that dub. Yeah, and now they're looking a little bit better. Love the Godwin pick. Jeff, what do you got? I'm going to take um, my, this, the Chicago receiver I usually don't have a lot Ooh. of respect for. It's <laughs> Allen Robinson because I think Chase Daniels really seems to like him a lot. I like the way that they hooked up. And they're going up against a Raiders pass defense that is not very good. So I think he's going to get a lot of targets, a lot of catches. So great for PPR leagues. Yeah, and I, I think he's such a talented receiver. He just needs, like, we remember what he did in Jacksonville, of course, t- uh, towards ACL. They just need to get him the ball more. Uh, I've got a sleep, uh, not a sleeper, sorry, a stud. It's David Johnson, and he really hasn't gotten back to that form where he could have won MVP. I believe he was an All-Pro, which was 2016. Uh, only won a 100-yard game last year. He had five uh, five games of 100-plus yards from scrimmage. He already has two of those this year. And they're uh, going against Cincinnati, who you know is terrible against the run. And we just saw what James Conner did, eight, eight catches, 80 yards. So I think David Johnson can do that. He'll uh, reach the end zone a couple of times. I'll get you guys started with a dud, though. Jeff mentioned this a couple weeks ago. He had Alvin Kamara as a dud against the Seahawks, and boy, oh boy, was that a terrible <laughs> pick. Alvin Kamara went off. 
I think this is a bad game for Kamara. I, I, I really do because we mentioned that Rundy for Tampa Bay, and I think that's going to be the focus. I think they know Teddy can't really throw it deep. And God bless Teddy Bridgewater's soul. That injury was uh, devastating for me. I remember finishing work and crying a little bit because I thought they were going to win the Super Bowl that year. But again, the Vikings never win the Super Bowl because that's just what <laughs> happens. But uh, I think they're going to focus on uh, trying to pass the ball to Thomas because we know that secondary isn't really talented. Uh, in the slightest, Kamara not going to get the touches he probably w- uh, would want. And I think Levante David is going to shadow him a bit. Kamara might get under 40 yards on the ground, folks. Lock it in. Jeff, do you got a uh, dud for me? Uh, yeah, I'm going with Tay Adams. I don't think Tay Adams is going to have a good day against oh, that, yeah. that kind of play. The yeah. poor guy with the turf toe. Oh, yeah. yeah. You think so? I'll big game against Cowboys, That's maybe. He's got, he's got to. He's got to stay. They've got to keep the momentum going and keep on the, the Bears. The truth is, yeah. that, that is going to be a win for the Bears. Yeah. Actually, you never know. You don't know what Raiders team you're going to get. Yeah, you never. I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's very true. But, yeah, I think uh, Devontae Adams, just because... He's in so many leagues, I think you got you got to look at it and think, like, this is a really yeah. tough defense. This yeah. is a tough defense to, to look at against. So I think that he, he's gonna he's, he's my dad for this week. Also, so I'm bold, a little bold. Who yeah. else do you focus on in the pass, in the passing game? Marcus Valdez, Scantling? Like, he has a couple good games here and there. It's, it's always that. It's just random, yeah. It, it's two catches, yeah. 70 yards, just that deep ball. But, uh, Bradshaw, you got a uh, dud for me? David, I know you said you, you were super happy with me for hyping up Dak, but. I think Dak's my dud for this week. Whoa! I love that Green Bay defense. I love what they did in the offseason. And I love what they've done so far during the season. Wait, you like their run D? No, the, the Packers? Uh, oh, the Packers. The, pa- the Packers run D. You like Packers run D? Oh, against Dak? Oh, against Dak. Well, yeah. So you're saying the pass Yeah, the yeah, pass, pass defense. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I, like what they, I like what they've been doing against the pass. And I think they're going to... I think... It, I think it's going to be tough on Dak this week. I think so, too. I think Jair Alexander might be one of the best corners in yep. football. He might pick him once or twice, David. What do you think about that? Hey, I'm okay with that. I think the recipe, you know, is, is to get <laughs> feast all over that uh, that defense. And he hasn't done very much of it, but I think Dak is an able runner, too. So if he is going to get any fantasy points, you're right. I don't see it coming through the air, but maybe look for him to do a little bit of running himself. My dud? Sticking in the division for everybody that went out there and scooped up Wayne Gallman for but the Giants. You did. You did oh, that. I know, but hang on a second. And you're feeling really good about yourself. He put up 118 yards. He got two touchdowns yeah, for you in his debut. Good. That's not going to happen again this week. Ooh. He is definitely going to be a dud. Uh, Zimmer, he's got to be licking his chops right now. He gets an unproven average running back, and he gets a rookie quarterback. He is going to make Daniel Jones throw. I think Gallman is going to be an absolute flop. And that makes sense, right? No one can really run on this uh, Vikings defense, but that just it, it's just going to drive me nuts. I'm going to watch that game. If Kirk doesn't go off in that game, I swear to God, <laughs> he might get run out of town before he even, like, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, shootout. Must watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, Bradshaw, how about you get me started with a sleeper? Who's going to have a sneaky week who isn't really owned in a lot of leagues? I love Deontay Johnson so much. Mm. I think Deontay Johnson's really good. I think he's going to have a solid week this week. The Ravens are probably going to blow the Steelers especially, so yeah. he'll get a lot of garbage time errors. It seems like Mason Rudolph trusts him a lot. Like, it seems yeah. like, you know, when you get the backup quarterback and he's just been practicing with one backup receiver all summer, it seems like that, they got that kind of connection going on. That's the only deep shot he took was yeah. Deontay Johnson. And I think Deontay Johnson has a nice week. And, and it's weird that it's not James Washington, who was his buddy yeah. in college. Yeah. They, like, tore it up. I, I believe Washington won the Belintikoff Award, but, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I think he likes that connection there. And I'd like to pick. Jeff, who do you got as a sleeper? 
Well, I'm taking a very, very risky one. It's the 32nd-ranked passing offense versus the 32nd-ranked passing defense. Whoa! I'm going with Jameson Crowder of the New York Jets. <laughs> Something's got to give. Something has got to give with him and, and Robbie Anderson over on the other side. But I think Jameson Crowder is a little bit hotter than him, so I'm going with him. He's going to get his first touchdown this week, if not two. Wow! He's touching Luke Falcon to Aaron Wow! That might be the boldest one of the year. Um, if he wins this week for having, you know, if for Crowder putting up a ton of points, I don't even know what we'll do. <laughs> Uh, you know what, Jeff? Earlier in the season, you picked a guy who was 0% owned as well. <laughs> Can't remember who that was. I think that was week two. Oh, Travis Benjamin. You know, if anything, <laughs> you've got the biggest cojones in the studio <laughs> right now because that is a ballsy pick. I'm going to go with Chase Daniel. He is oh my God. 0% owned right now. <laughs> Going against yeah. Oakland. Uh, Nolan, you got a front row seat, 22 of 30 for 195 yards and a touchdown against the Vikings. They're a heck of a lot better defense than in Oakland. I think he's worth a pickup this week. Yeah, not a bad pick, and that's kind of funny, too, because I have a Chicago Bear as a sleeper as well. It's Adam Shaheen, the backup tight end, owning 0% of leagues, but uh, seven catches, 50 yards this season. And Daniel went to him a couple times against a really good Vikings defense, and uh, Oakland is bottom five in the league covering tight ends. Vontez Burfecht, uh obviously out for the year, and he, as he should be. We didn't even touch on that, but boy, oh, boy, I hope he's gone for um, the rest of eternity in the NFL. Just a terrible player. But that opens up a spot for Shaheen to go off. I think he might get a couple catches, maybe even an end zone target. David? I think for all those super leagues out there that have 16 to 20 teams and you're just rolling the absolute (laughs) bottom of the barrel, this show is for you. Our combined own percentage for those four sleepers must be under 10%. It, it probably right, is. You could probably pick up all four right now. Uh, definitely Shaheen. Oh, 100%. <laughs> being yeah. 0%. But, guys, that will do it all for us here on Dick Six. For Jeff Bradshaw, David, I'm Nolan.